dose of encouragement, a little something to brighten your day and help you think about Scripture as you go through your busy day. Our reading today is from Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, and then we're going to skip down to verses 13 through 17. And the idea that we're dealing with is getting ready for Easter. And the word of the Lord says this, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Now we'll skip down to verse 13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath. But there is where there is no law, there is no transgression. And that is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherents of the, adherents of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. This is the word of the Lord. Now, the reason I picked this out for today is because this is one of the readings for Lent. And Lent is that season that comes just before Easter in which we're challenged for 40 days to prepare our hearts for the coming of Easter so that when we celebrate Easter, we'll be able to do it with our hearts fully engaged. And so the reason this is one of the Lenten readings is that this reading prepares our heart for Easter by teaching us that we can't save ourselves by doing good works and keeping the law. Instead, we're giving the perfect righteousness of Christ by simply putting our trust in Jesus. And that's what this passage is about. Paul begins by asking the question, what happened for Abraham, who is our forefather according to the flesh? He's thinking from a Jewish perspective. But in a certain sense, Abraham is our forefather as Christians too, because he's the father of faith. And Paul goes on and says, if Abraham was justified by works, if Abraham had to create his own righteousness so that he could be accepted by God, then Abraham would have had something to boast about. But then he very quickly says, but he can't boast before God. And why not? Well, he says, look at what the scripture says. It says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And then Paul goes on to say, now to the one who works for his wages, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. He's just getting what he should get because he worked. But he says, look at the one who doesn't work, but just believes in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is counted as righteousness. So what Paul is arguing is that doing works cannot justify, cannot put us right with God, because then we would be the hero of the story. And he says, but we're not the hero of the story. God is the hero of the story because what he has done through Jesus Christ gets us all the righteousness we need to be accepted by God 
and Jesus has done it all for us. Now, Paul goes on to explain this a little further down in verse 13, where he says the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world, in other words, that everything would belong to Abraham because he believed, that promise didn't come through the law, but it came through the righteousness of faith. He says in this promise that Abraham is going to inherit the world and that all who like Abraham have faith are going to ultimately be the ones who inherit the world doesn't come because people work for it or keep the law. And Paul proves that by giving us an explanation. He says, it isn't the inheritance of the law who are to be the heirs, because if it is them, then faith doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to have faith. And furthermore, he says, the whole promise of inheriting the world is empty. It's void. It's not going to happen. Why not? Well, because the law can't save. The law simply brings wrath. Keeping the law cannot create righteousness. Breaking the law proves that you're not righteous. And so the law's purpose is not to save anyone. The law's purpose is to prove to us that we're sinners and need a savior. But then he goes on to say, where there is no law, there's no transgression. And what has happened is that in the work that Jesus did for us, All the demands of the law have been satisfied on our behalf. So those of us who put our faith in Jesus are no longer under the law. God's demands are satisfied because of what Jesus did. And Paul goes on and says, and that's why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace, God doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And it's guaranteed to all of his offspring, not only to the adherents of the law, the Jews in other words, but also to the ones who share the faith of Abraham, the Gentiles, us. Abraham is the father of us all. And as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. This was God's plan the whole time for us to receive the salvation we need. So the first thing that gets our hearts ready for Easter is the understanding that our salvation can't be earned by working for it. It's given to us as a free gift because we believe in Christ who did all the work for us on Calvary, on the cross. Now, why is this important for us to remember? It's important because so many people who consider themselves Christians have completely missed the point, and they continue living their lives as if they need to earn their salvation through their good works, through keeping the law. And these poor souls can never rest. They can never feel that they've done enough to earn the acceptance of God. And of course, they haven't, and they can't, and that's the point. The realization that on the cross, Jesus did all the work for us, everything necessary was done on our behalf by him. That realization frees us from the chains of unavailing self-effort, trying to earn God's acceptance. We can't do it. Now, realizing that we're free from those chains gets our hearts ready to rejoice in our Savior at Easter time. And so that is what we need to bear in mind, that we celebrate Easter because on the cross, Jesus did everything necessary for anyone who puts their faith in him to be accepted by God. That's really good news. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this good news. There is no better news than the news that tells us that Jesus paid it all and that all to him we owe. 
Lord, help us to rejoice in this and revel in it as we prepare our hearts for Easter. We'll thank you. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. We look forward to being with you again next Monday. In the meantime, have a blessed day. Thank you.